Welcome to the Experiencing Joy in Jesus Christ podcast. I'm Brother Webb. And I'm Brother Anderson. Excited for today's journey of joy. Let's go. We're glad everybody's here to listen to this week's podcast. This is Brother Webb. Just want to give a little introduction into this week's um, episode. We've got a special guest, Erica, who will become a host um, moving forward with Nicole and Braden, and they'll alternate um, weeks in taking turns hosting. And we're so grateful for them. Um, I would like to encourage you as you listen to Erica to pay attention to the uh, background story that Erica has. She brings with her a lot of experience and unique situations from her family and from the places that she's lived and the experience that she's had both in school and in her professional life. And she will talk in this episode about that experience and how it's it's formed and shaped her view and her experience with Jesus Christ. So I love her perspective and the questions that were asked and the experience that she brings. And it's true of all of us, right? That we have experiences and life that we bring into our gospel living. And those experiences and background really shape our, our experience with Jesus. And so I encourage you to listen for that with Erica and uh, hope that you feel the spirit uh, that she brings and the spirit of this episode. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Experiencing the Joy of Jesus Christ podcast. Again, the young adults are now the hosts, so we're excited to be all with you. Um, my name is Nicole, and I'm here with Brayden and our new our new host, Erica. Um, Erica, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what brought you here in North Carolina? Sure. I'm excited to be here and to be a new host along with you guys. You have a lot of knowledge to give probably more than me even though I'm older <laughs> um yeah so a little bit about myself I'm originally from Jupiter Florida in South Florida um I went to college in New York City I studied history and education then I moved back to Florida and I taught um, high school U.S. history for about three years um and then I got my master's degree at UNC in educational technology, and I'm back in the professional world working, um, and I work for an online textbook company. Awesome. That's me. Yeah. Erica's another one of the Institute Council counselors that I wrapped into doing this with me, so Woo. appreciate it. <laughs> Nice. Well, welcome, Erica. We are very excited to have you. It is good to be back in the studio. And before we dive into the episode, uh, we just want to let everyone know that, as Brother Webb announced last week, this is officially an Institute class. So you will get credit for listening to this. Um, you can register on the Seminary and Institutes app or at the website, myinstitute.churchofjesuschrist.org. Um, we also have a WhatsApp. Um, we will have the link to that WhatsApp in the notes of this episode. Um, additionally, we really want to hear from all of you, all of our dedicated listeners. So you can find us on Instagram at DYSA Institute, and we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you have anyone that you're dying to hear from as a guest on the podcast or have any ideas for us, let us know. We appreciate it. 
Um, so last week we talked a little bit about experiencing joy in Christ and all of our different experiences and the processes that we go through to bind ourselves to the Savior and to strengthen our faith, feed our faith, and make sure that we're trusting in his plans. In his plan, with all like the difficulties that are going on in the world, we're all going through different things, ups and downs. And we just want to use this podcast as a platform to show different people's perspectives, as we know that the definition of joy in Christ changes based on different people and their experiences. So that's why we want to hear a little bit from Erica. You heard a little bit about Braden, from Braden and I last week. Um, so we want to hear Erica's perspective. So we're going to ask her a few questions to get to know her better and a little bit about her faith journey and her experience with Christ. And last week, Braden and I answered this question, so we want to start it off with you too, Erica. Um, but when do you first remember having or thinking that you have a testimony? When did you first experience that joy that came from living and following the gospel or that you remember? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this question a lot. Um, when I was listening last week, I was like, I wonder what that moment is for me. And I don't know if I really came up with like a concrete answer. I honestly think it was like more of a slow burn over time. Um, yeah. And I was just thinking about like the ages that you guys gave. And I was like, Hmm, like, I remember having a lot of faith at a young age and I have this very vivid memory of being in the backseat of my mom's car and asking her how our church was different from other churches. And she gave me like the classic puzzle piece talk <laughs> about how our church has like all the pieces of the puzzle, which like, I don't know um, where our church and like where people stand on that now but I just remember that had a strong influence on me and like how I viewed the world and how I viewed religion and faith and how I kind of like observed other people and how they lived their life and then how my family you know, how we were supposed to live our life and what we learned in church and what my parents instilled in me and the sort of different results that came from their way of living um, and noticing difference in like, you know, how certain, you know, friends' homes felt or their parents' relationships or, you know, their outlook on life or how they were doing in school and just being really grateful that I had this sort of framework for how to live my life and how, you know, my parents taught me how to pray and rely on the Lord um, and sort of bringing that in um, to my life. I guess the only like concrete experience I could think of was I'm like, well, my life was, you know, pretty good <laughs> growing up. Um, but in sixth grade, I went through a really tough transition um, as I, I played the clarinet. And when I, in sixth grade, I switched to the bassoon to go to performing arts school. And so I was like thrown in the deep end of trying to meet like a really like hard standard for, you know, you have to be really good at this instrument that you just got handed like last week. And I am such a perfectionist. And so it caused me to have severe anxiety. I didn't want to go to school. I had like 
very low self-esteem at the time. And that's the first time I like truly like needed the Lord in my life. And, you know, the diligence and work I put in and the comfort that I gave, I think that was like the first true like testimony building experience where I like my relationship with Christ, like got me through a difficult time because before that, like, you know, my life wasn't very difficult, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I like the relate relatability there. I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to that slow burn feeling and just kind of seeing the fruits over time. And I think a lot of the times in the moment, maybe we are not as grateful as we should be for the way that the gospel is influencing our lives. So it's cool to see how over time you were able to um, kind of put that together. Yeah, it makes me think of, there's a talk by Elder Anderson. It's like spiritually defining moments or memories or something like that. He talks about like how we pick up these like different like rocks of light throughout our life that we have these like spiritual moments. And I think sometimes like they're like huge boulders, like the spirit hit me like a truck or some, a lot of people say that, but I don't know if it's always like that for everyone. I think sometimes they're just like little pebbles that we're like putting in our pockets. And I'm like, I got to hold on to that little moment. So it's those mix of things that slow burn over time that I think definitely, you know, build our faith and help us like establish that testimony um and you kind of go ahead sorry (laughs) I'm just saying especially like for those who grew up in the church it's like harder to pinpoint like a time of like okay this is when I like actually started believing I think maybe for a lot of people they can have like a testimony but for a lot of people it's like when they serve a mission um, which I did not. So I don't know. It's like more of the slow burn approach, but yeah, keep going, Nicole. Yeah. I was just going to say, you talked about this a little bit, how like noticing like people around you, how mm-hmm. they might not have necessarily had the gospel in their life or who did and weren't following it. And like, you know, how their lives and their families and everything they were going through was a little bit, um, a little bit different, a little bit more challenging. And I just wanted to, I think we all have these moments, but how have you seen, I guess, keeping the commandments and living the gospel, maybe bless your life in those temporal ways, not only spiritually, but temporally as well. Yeah. I also, the way, like, I want to acknowledge the flip side as well, because sure. sometimes yeah. in like my observations of other people, I'm like, okay, like, I know you're doing this, this and that behind closed doors and their life seems awesome oh yeah that happens all the time yeah for sure and so it's like I don't know like there's really not a science to it obviously um but you know there's just moments where I'm just like okay well I'm glad like my parents had like a commitment that they were going to be married together like and together for eternity um and just little things like that um but anyway yeah so (laughs) so how basically the question is like how keeping the commandments has blessed me in my temporal life, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, how I think about this is I'm someone I've always been, like I mentioned, I'm a perfectionist and I've always been a person that's like been really good at school. Um, and just kind of (laughs) blessed and cursed with like being a perfectionist and like highly anxious. So all those skills transferred into me doing like, you know, getting good grades and doing well in school. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of that has crossover into keeping the commandments. Like if you're giving, given a rule, like I'm going to follow it. Um, But that can also be 
lead to a lot of negative self-talk of if you don't meet that standard, um, the world is over, you're going, you know, to outer darkness <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, as I was growing up, a lot of my spiritual experiences tied into school. And like, that was sort of like my test for things on like praying before a big test or something, you know, obviously you have to put in the work and study, but I, you know, when my dad would give me like a priesthood blessing, he always has this phrase like that your mind will be clear, you know, like the answers will come to you, whatever. And, um, I was thinking about one like cheesy experience. Um, there's this one time I had to take an algebra test and I needed to get a good grade on it. Um, and I didn't know how to answer the question, but I was like, okay, wait, my mind will be open. You know, like I prayed, like answers would come to me. And I thought of this really roundabout way to answer the problem and I got it right. So <laughs> in algebra too, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. You know, so just, I, I think, um, I know you left a little note here in our little prep <laughs> about the temple. Um, and so I've shared this story before um, in, in a testimony meeting. So for our Durham YSA listeners, you've heard this before, but um, I recently um, received my endowments, went through the temple. Um, and during that time, I was going through a bit of a trial of, again, just like really being down on myself um, as I was searching for a job after grad school and things just like not lining up and panning out and things not working out the way that I wanted and, you know, being really negative. But, and then just at the same time, I just happened to be doing temple prep and just thinking about the temple. And again, I said, it, you know, I didn't serve a mission. So that kind of was on me um, of when I wanted to have that experience. Um, and then I, but I, I was kind of putting it on pause, I, I, not for any particular reason. It wasn't like fear. I just was like, there was no motivation for me to like set a date and go to the temple. Then I finally did. And I, it was crazy of like the windows of heaven were open <laughs> and I received like so many emails of interviews and offers. And it was at like the week I went to the temple. And obviously that's not to say if you go and that doesn't happen, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with you. Or, you know, everyone goes through their different trials and different blessings at different times and has different experiences. But I think that was just like, a nod of one, don't be so negative. And if you're doing, if you're living your life in accordance with the gospel, um, you'll be able to see those blessings more easily. You know, it could have been very, I could have taken that for granted and not made that connection there, but I know that that was the Lord blessing me. And, you know, that's how I chose to see that. I like that you said, when you are living the gospel, you'll see the blessings which I think sometimes people see that as like, see sometimes the commandments as like cause and effect. Like if I yeah. do, then I will immediately like get a, get a blessing. Yeah. A lot of times like 
we're in that that um you know struggle of it mu- like I must not be like good enough if I'm not getting yeah. these things and I think when you talked about seeing the blessings it's you could have so- seen you s- chose to see those opportunities as like you know signs or gifts from God but I think mm-hmm. sometimes it could be like it it could not be necessarily what we're asking for there could be other things in our lives that are blessings that are coming from mm-hmm. God because of our obedience to those commandments and I think that's like where like the, the seeing things as like black and white versus seeing things in like yeah. gray can come in it's like how do we see like how do we see the gospel when it comes to like obedience and the blessings that come from that and we talked a little bit about like embracing ambiguity last week Brayden I don't remember exactly what you were saying about that but do you want to like you know I don't know re- reinstate that that comment <laughs> Yeah, I just think so often we just get in the mindset of everything is black or white, right or wrong. Um, And I think a lot of the times it causes people to heavily doubt their testimony and um, question if they even have a testimony, which is a very black and white way to look. Either you have a testimony or you don't. But um, I think seeing things, seeing the gray, seeing the ambiguity kind of helps us to overcome those challenges. Because I think often when you start to tell yourself you don't have a testimony, um, I think you the, you beat yourself up more and then things just keep going down and down. It's kind of a never ending cycle. Um, so yeah, I guess that's what I would say about um, the ambiguity. But Erica, what you were saying earlier, um, I just want to jump back a little bit about like the other side where you can see some challenges. It really reminded me of something else from President Nelson's latest talk um, about overcoming the world. Mm-hmm. He said, um, Entering into a covenant relationship with God binds us to him in a way that makes everything about life easier. Please do not misunderstand me. I did not say that making covenants makes life easy. In fact, expect opposition because the adversary does not want you to discover the power of Jesus Christ. But yoking yourself with the Savior means you have access to his strength and redeeming power. And I was just thinking about that as you were telling your story, like, as you were making those covenants um, going into that, like you were definitely going through some challenges. It's not like your life was completely easy, but you were given that strength regardless of what you're going through. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I definitely had a lot of thoughts as you were speaking that now have exited my mind. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I think it's just about like, I, you know, hopefully to tie these things together of, I was definitely someone like raised with like things as black and white and like, okay, if you don't keep the commandments, like God is going to punish you. And if you do, you will like receive a blessing. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think that comes from my mom was raised Catholic. So there's like Catholic guilt, like heavily mixed into my Mormonism, um, (laughs) which is not the best, but you know, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, just as I've, you know, matured and grown and studied more, really learning that that is not the case and that, you know, blessings come with time, um, you're supposed to make mistakes and, you know, um, and kind of living within that gray space is like, actually can be a positive thing because like you talked about Brayden, like if you see things as black and white, your testimony 
it can easily go away because if something doesn't line up, um, yeah, you're, you're gonna, um, lose all faith there. Yeah. I like that. I, I feel like I've heard this concept a lot of like, sometimes people treat prayer like a vending machine, like mm-hmm. you put something in and you expect, and I think this not, goes along with prayer. It also is like keeping the commandments in general, like you put in your money, you put in your code and you expect to get exactly what you asked for. But sometimes you get like those moldy expired Cheez-Its in the corner that have been sitting there and that's not what you wanted. Um, but it's, it's what you need. It, like, I think when you don't, when you don't, when you see things exactly as black and white, sometimes it, you lose your trust in the vending machine that you'll never get what, get what you asked for. So I totally agree with that. And hopefully that analogy made sense because it just came out of my brain, like word vomit. Um, to kind of go along with this, Erica, at one point in a institute class, you said this concept of doctrine by Erica that I think about very often since you've said that. And I want you to share the concept and the idea with our, our listeners here. Okay. I'm glad you like it and it resonates with you. Now, I think, <laughs> I don't know, we can easily get into some hot water here of like, sure. you know, the gospel is the gospel and the commandments are the commandments. Of course. And I'm not out here being like, okay, so here's how I can get around this commandment <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think it's like, you know, I have my experiences, my identity, my understanding of the world, and I have to bring that to my understanding of the gospel. And, you know, there, there's things that I don't like about our church. There's things I wish we did differently. There's, you know, doctrine that I wish was different. However, there's also so many blessings I've received so much doctrine I know is true. Um, you know, you know, that keeps me coming to church. So I just have, you know, the gospel according to Erica, which is those things that I don't like, I don't believe I don't resonate with. I have my understanding of those things. And I have like my own little explanations. I don't know if I'll share that on the, because that's kind of spreading false doctrine yeah, that's fine. <laughs> or it could be seen that way. But you know, it's like, I guess I'll just like one thing is my sister is gay. So how does that fit? I'm sealed to her. How does that fit into, you know, our religious dogma and what we believe, you know, I have you know, it's not like I have some secret explanation or whatever, but I just have faith that I know I love her. I know that a God or like a God that loves me and loves everyone. I just have like faith that things will work out. And that's sort of how I operate within the gray space of knowing what I know. And I know I love my sister unconditionally that, you know, <laughs> um, the, there's some explanation to that. And that's, that's how I get through gray space. And I don't know if that's advocated for by the church, but that's what I do. Um, but I, that brings me back to though, like talking about like whatever, where this came from and why I talked about it in Institute classes, it's like, whatever keeps you on the covenant path. Mm-hmm. Now, if that keeps me going to church and serving the Lord and serving others, 
um, God, like heavenly father is not going to see that as a bad thing. But again, it goes back to what I'm saying. It's, I can't change the commandments. I can't change, you know, what we're supposed to do and what our doctrine is, but whatever my mental explanation is, if that keeps me on the covenant path, I see that as a positive thing. Hopefully that's a politically correct enough answer. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, you, what you're saying kind of makes me think about grace and the scripture of like, for we know that it's by grace that we are saved after all we can do. And that's like, after all we can do is like, God knows what we can do. He knows our experiences, our feelings, our thoughts. And like, he is going to fill in, you know, like you said, it's, you have faith that it's going to work out. Like he's going to fill yeah. in, make it, make it, you know, so that it all, it all works out type of thing. So, yeah. But that's obviously like, you know, if that's something you're going through, I don't want to like minimize that pain. I'm just being like, it'll work out. Yeah. You know, um, that's definitely not what I'm, I'm trying to say here, but just, you know, um, so that's why it's like, I think it's gospel according to insert your name here. Um, and whatever keeps your relationship with the Lord positive and think you're in a good space. I think it's all individual. And I think you could always just say like the gospel according to you is just your testimony. Basically it's how you yeah, choose. To live exactly. Life. So, yeah. And I really like that the center of that is all about keeping you on the covenant path. I think at the end of the day, that's really what matters most. Why do you think it's been so important to have that as your like focus to keep you going? Yeah. I think that's honestly been like a recent shift in my testimony of just realizing you know, that's the end goal. Um, the, the covenant path is like our church's understanding of what um, will bring you the exaltation and bring you to live with um, God again. So I think that that has become like more essential to me of like honoring baptismal covenants and partaking of the sacrament and you know, repentance and, you know, all the good stuff <laughs> and now honoring, you know, um, covenants I've made, um, with the endowment. And yeah, if, if you're like new to this church and new to like, this is your first experience, you're like, what the heck is this lady saying? Um, I encourage you to reach out to the missionaries <laughs> in, in your area. Cause we're throwing a lot of terms out here, but, um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, Brayden. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. And how, I guess, how do you do that? Keep that focus amongst the chaos of not only life, but the chaos of, you know, doubts and questions and all of these things. Yeah. Like, how do you feed your faith and make sure you're on that path? Yeah. I mean, this is a tough question. And I think it's like, I don't know, I have a very basic answer of, you know, things that help is things like church attendance, making time to read your scriptures. And I think having a good attitude and outlook of like, well, what can I learn from the scriptures and making it, thinking of it as like time for yourself and like nourishing your soul rather than something you have to do or something to like check off. Not that I'm like good at that, but I know that I should have that mindset. Um, and also like, serving others, I think is a great way to like feel of God's love and, you know, kind of stop 
some of the chaos, um, which it's hard, obviously, to find time, but I think expanding your definition of service, you know, sending a nice text to someone, like, you know, sending them memes or whatever is like, that is serving if you are uplifting someone else. Um, and I think that can, you know, sort of help get you through chaos, I guess. Yeah, ditto to that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I know last week we talked about like finding time here and there when we can to like listen to stuff on the way to class or to school or to work. Um, but I never thought of that from a service perspective of, hey, this is a little thing. I'm just like walking to my car right now. I could still be doing an act of service. And mm -hmm. so I think that's something good to keep in mind um, for all of our listeners. We're just about to wrap up here, Erica. But before we let you go, we wanted to ask you um, how you have seen Institute bless your life, whether it be attending class, serving on the council, agreeing to participate in this podcast. How have you seen um, your life be blessed by the presence of Institute? Yeah, um, I think it's funny. When I moved here into this ward, I I was like, I'm not going to go to Institute. What? <laughs> like, that's for undergrads. Like, I already went to Institute. Like, I didn't, when I was teaching, I did not go to Institute. Um, but I was like, need that parking pass <laughs> <laughs> from UNC. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I guess I'll go. Like, I'll do the bare minimum. And, you know, oh, I guess there's dinner. Um, but how I've seen it bless my life, literally all the friends I've made here, which are like amazing friends who I think will be friends like forever, um, have come from Institute. Um, so that's like one concrete blessing where I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this person in my life that I don't know would have been if I didn't go to Institute. Um, but then also, you know, I really enjoyed our class on reading the divine gift of forgiveness. I think that that was a very like healing class for me and just learning more about the atonement and knowing that, you know, we're supposed to let things go. I talked about perfectionism. So I'm like someone, if I make a mistake, I hang on to it and beat myself up over it, but sort of changing my mindset set. So those are just like some concrete experiences. Um, but I'm sure there have been other blessings um, of just, you know, people in our Institute class are so smart and are so devoted to the gospel that they give me so much wisdom on a weekly basis. Um, and yeah, serving on the Institute Council is so fun. <laughs> and no, it is. I, that sounded sarcastic, but, <laughs> um, you know, I think it's, it's, it helps me, you know, again, like we were just talking about service, um, where if you grow, grow up in the church, I don't know, calling is just something you have and you just do, but thinking more consciously about it of like, oh, I'm serving the people of my ward or stake or region or whatever. Um, and now with this podcast, we are serving the world. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, yeah. And so obviously you're going to receive blessings from that um, and just having an outlook of, um, you know, you're helping others by offering them this space where they can make friends and receive wisdom as just like you received, you're giving that space to other people. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, I think that's all the questions we had for you. Thank you so much for your testimony and your wisdom and your perspective. I feel like a lot of people can resonate with different things that you said. So thank you for being so relatable. (laughs) Well, thank you for making sense of it. And Nicole brought in the one talk I was actually going to talk about spiritually defining (laughs) moments or memories. You got any other thoughts on that? No. No. Okay. (laughs) That was like any (laughs) final comments or anything like that. Um, Yeah. But. Nicole and Brayden will bring the the scripture and the um, conference talk references, and I'll bring the personal anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we have a good team and a good balance, um, for sure. Um, again, like you were saying, that you know, being an institute is a great place to find community and friends, and you can do that even virtually through this yeah. institute podcast online. So again, we invite you to share this podcast with. Um, everyone, no matter if they're in the area or not, it's a new opportunity for anyone to listen to, to participate in. And we want to create a discussion in a space where we can talk about different things. So again, that URL to be, to be in the WhatsApp will be in the show notes and this podcast, you can get, get in contact with us through Instagram at DYSA Institute. Um, And again, you can register at myinstitute.churchdewschrist.org or on the Seminary and Institute app. Um, Thank you all for listening. Any final thoughts for anyone, but from anyone? I would just like to thank Erica. Um, It's been a long day for me, just class, class, meeting, work, and I was feeling a little overwhelmed. So to come here and uh, just be uplifted by Erica's personal stories. I love how open and honest she was and um, unfiltered. So we, we very much appreciate that as a note to our future guests. Um, we, we hope that you bring the same authenticity that Erica brought today. Yeah, this will have to be the example for everyone to come. Oh, <laughs> but thank you all for listening so much. Speaking of Institute, we got to get to Institute pretty soon here. Um, but thank you all for listening and join us next week. Thank you. What a great episode. So thankful for those who made this possible and those who listened this week. Encourage all of you to experience joy in Jesus Christ. Hopefully there's been something that you can take from this and apply to your life so that your your personal journey can be full of joy. We'll see you all next week.